0: Welcome to The Uplift, where we are uplifting our lives, uplifting each other, and uplifting our communities together. Thank you for joining myself, Sai Herrera, and Tessa Savala here, two women, two attorneys doing it our way, and inviting you here each week to share in on the stories, advice, and life lessons we've picked up along our journeys that keep us uplifted, and that will hopefully do the very same thing for you. Now buckle
1: in, and let's get ready to be uplifted. Hello, everyone. As always, I am Tessa, and I am joined by the lovely and accomplished and amazing side.
0: <laughs> Hi, Tessa. Hello, everyone. Welcome.
1: Welcome. What a week it has been, as always, and we have... I think we're either wrapping up Black History Month. Yes, this, it is the last day of February, and I read this quote from Dr. Maya Angelou that is "Be a rainbow in somebody else's cloud." And I think there's like lots of ways to, you know, express this. Like whether or not you're the only person who's going to bring happiness to somebody in that day, because we don't know what everyone's going through, or many ways I think people express it have this expression, but I'm just like, this one is so great because it's so visual, right? I With the rainbows it. and yeah. clouds. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think some days it's hard to do that. But when you do it, it feels really good. And it's always mm-hmm. nice when somebody brings a rainbow to your own cloud, right? When your right. day has kind of like been off. Yeah. But are we yeah. doing it enough? Right? Like, is this the uplift kind of that everybody needs? And is it this simple? Just be a rainbow in someone else's
0: clouds. I think it can be that simple, especially, you know, when you're in a good place to be that person for someone else. right? right? And one thing that I've noticed when you were speaking, I, it made me, it, it brought it up for me that when you do that as, as often as you can, it doesn't mean you can do it all the time. It doesn't mean you can be that person all the time, right? That has its own set of things. But when you do, and you make it the new kind of like norm, mm-hmm. then when you need it the most, it's like all those people that you've been lifting up—they know exactly what to do when you need it, and I love that.
1: Right? Like as I was exploring <laughs> this quote, there was a like, it just lots of interviews between Dr. Mayangelo and Oprah, but mm-hmm. one of them. My Angelou talks about how when she goes in and speaks with somebody, she brings everybody else with her, like everyone who's yeah, ever yeah. shared a kindness with her. I'm like, that's kind of the same thing, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, when you do it, it just kind of spreads this joy. Or if it's like yeah. the Starbucks line where you're the simple little kindness is just
0: like it goes a long way. It really does. Yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> human beings are amazing. They're, they're very, <laughs> very attuned to one another, right? Like mm-hmm. we're just waiting on the cues from one another. I think that's why people are so obsessed with like leaders, you know, thought leaders, movement leaders, <laughs> you know, because it's like it, or even viralness, right? Like it's social media mm-hmm. viralness and all of that. It's like influencers. Um, It's very powerful. It's actually really, really powerful. So so being conscious of it and being intentional about it and deciding that that's who you're going to be for others that's a that's a really really strong decision and a really powerful one that can have so many ripple effects that you can't even count them really (laughs) right like I will you know we think about influencing everything
1: it's like everybody's on brand and this is their brand (laughs) but isn't it something as simple as like And I understand that brand now means like reputation and integrity and character and authenticity and so many things that before there was social media, we all thought of as like helping somebody who dropped something in the grocery store or holding a door open for somebody and supposed to allowing it to close when Mm -hmm. they're a step behind you. I mean, it can be totally simple, little tiny things that I think really just help other people
0: absolutely absolutely and that's and I mean you know when you were speaking about social media and and personal brands um (laughs) I found myself thinking a lot about you know what does that mean to me because you know it you did used to be just like be a good person type of thing or yeah you know you help people whenever they need it and that's like that's just who you are and um I I, <laughs> I love that I love that people think of, you know, this can be my brand as in, you know, this is a part of my identity, this is who I am, this is what I do. I love that. But just the language of it, the psychology of it all just what struck me as really interesting of like <laughs> a <laughs> like a brand is a money making thing. And like the idea of social media just in general has made our identities into like a a capitalist pursuit it's just really intriguing that it's now i just noticed something there that there's there's a a meshing right there's a there's a an overlap and intersection now between where does the you start your real identity and your And your brand, you know, something that I mean, really, you can make money off of it just just by publishing who you are, or at least a, a representation of who you are.
1: Do we think they need to be different? Right? Or could they be the same thing, like who you are and your brand?
0: oh yeah they could absolutely align I mean I think that's the secret to life right (laughs) one of the secrets (laughs) to life is like aligning all of who you are with what you do right Mm -hmm. I I think that's I've heard people talk about that recently more and I'm like yes that is really the key we have to say that more out loud and it and it and you know people try to express it in lots of different ways they talk about being authentic you know being you knowing thyself. you know we've been talking about it for centuries the middle middle, uh, millennia probably but um but yeah, I mean, I think it absolutely can be the same, but it's not always. And I think that's where no. you find the um, you know, you you really find that 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 dissonance, right? Where people just um, maybe they're not happy because they're trying to pretend to be somebody that they're not. and 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 maybe they really get, you know, rewarded for it. And it's really right. hard to say, mm-hmm. well, now I built this whole brand, you know, I built yep. I built this whole social media identity. I built this whole, I don't know, this whole facade, really, right? And, and Mm -hmm. I mean, you see it with celebrities, even all the time, but even before social media, where it was like, this is my public persona, right? Mm -hmm. And, and I'm not allowed to be me. I'm not allowed to be me in public. I'm not allowed to show this other side of me. And I love that we're seeing, you know, so much more alignment I I think I hope (laughs) in a lot of different spaces I mean you know our one of our favorites that comes to mind for me is Lizzo and how you know she she could she's clearly in superstar status she has been for a long time she does not have to go online and just you know be talking about (laughs) her, her daily stuff and I mean you could be cynical and say it's you know all for something else but I mean She's bearing her soul out there sometimes, and and her full body, and and just things that to me are like this is someone being really real with the public, and yeah. not 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 really trying to create a second person. And what's interesting to me about that is like the humbleness of it all but but also just like it's it's changing our dynamics as a society really right because it was like there's been so much building of walls and so much Mm -hmm. building of um separation and 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 exclusivity right where it's like well you don't get Mm -hmm. to be near the celebrities they're too cool for you you weren't invited to this party (laughs) you know and and now it's just interesting. It's just interesting to see people be like, I am a human being, and I yeah. can do both things, and um, I can invite you in, and you know, just people engaging their their fandom in ways. I mean, it's it's just interesting. I mean, could it be taken farther? Maybe, but I, I love the I love the fact that we're seeing more people strive towards alignment, and also strive towards um like building more community instead of instead of building separations and partitions and I know I am totally
1: guilty of having a work persona at least pre, Mm. say like starting five years ago and back I very much had a work persona that was separate from who I am as a human being Mm.
0: and Mm. not in a way that like
1: hit anything
0: dramatic right that's not nefarious
1: (laughs) no (laughs) it's not nefarious it was more like I didn't allow my like
0: happy go lucky oh, yeah. positive attitude. Itself, right like yeah. even that is a phrase now that we use because we're like jesus we got to start using we got to start being <laughs> ourselves a little bit right
1: isn't that wild though i mean like I yes. think of yes. you know listen doing this is really like the rainbow for a lot of people who read her oh yeah her instagram post because it is so freeing to see her be so, so honest and vulnerable and be respected for it completely and not, herself
0: yeah yeah
1: and then so many of us had this, you know, work persona versus home persona yeah. or the actor that, you know, kept there. And I don't think keeping your personal life private is necessarily no, a bad thing. No,
0: I don't think you, yeah. You don't have to bare your soul all the time. Right. Either, but, you know, yeah.
1: if you publicly say you love puppies and privately you're harming puppies. Right. There right. we have the problem, right? Right. And I kind of see right. it the same way. So many people have their, like, Private accounts versus their public mm-hmm, accounts. So I'm mm-hmm. like, mm, maybe yeah. just don't put stuff out there that you don't want other people to see, right. but like be the same person.
0: Yes, yes, yes. And it's so freeing. I mean, I think that's the right? interesting part is, and I mean, everybody's different. Like, I know people in my life I love who are very just private and that's completely fine like there are definitely yeah. places where you know I've, I've found um for example with google photos i'm like oh i can just share photos with the people i really want to see them and it's not even about it's not even being about private or public really it's just like i want to make sure you see those i'm trying to send them right <laughs> and i don't want to post it on social media but people um have always you know i i feel especially interested in this in this in this space that we're talking about having separate identities um i just really relate to that and i think i'm i'm assuming so many other people do uh yeah. especially because of all the otherisms that we talk about right and mm-hmm. and and you're almost encouraged and awarded and and rewarded and affirmed and um you know there's there's so much encouragement in in that in in doing that and participating and keeping your other home, really, right, and bringing your yeah. maybe more assimilated version of yourself to certain spaces, and um, I, I'm very encouraged that, you know, I, I don't know if it's just my experience and and where I'm sitting in the world today, but it, it seems to me that it's a wider thing that, that you know, especially with COVID and, and just a lot of revelations going on societal-wide, you know, people just don't have time for it anymore. <laughs> they are just kind of, <laughs> they're just kind of like, nah, you know, like life is short type of thing. Like, I'm not going to play these games anymore. And we had so many games set up of like, so what, many. So many. I mean, we talk about it all the time. Like, what does a woman dress like? Or, you mm-hmm. know, uh, does, do you need to assimilate to be more white, more straight, more cis? I mean, it's just, it's just that there. Yes. Yeah, oh. Yeah. That
1: word assimilate just—I mean—it's so hard, and it's so hard for. I think everyone who has been right? From
0: mm-hmm. you should,
1: as I was told as a kid by my younger brother, you should speak "quote unquote" mm-hmm. American. In
0: now that we're <laughs> in the United
1: States, but you know, it's so many. Mm-hmm. We're asking, we ask so many people to like give up
0: part of their identity to yeah, assimilate, and exactly. that's just—I
1: mean, what a horrible request figure. to make.
0: A, on people. And it's dumb because so I mean, dumb. all of the studies show that you literally are losing out on the benefits of diversity when you are forcing everyone to do, I mean, basically groupthink, right? Like you're forcing everybody to really um, corral into the same kind of pen and then you're not challenging one another. You're not vetting out all of your ideas. You're not bringing in new ideas or new perspectives. Or I mean, there's just so many benefits to, you know, true diversity of thoughts of culture of lived experience of identity of everything and when you are you know really pushing people to assimilate or or to conform um you're losing out on that and that's tragic for everyone for the individual and the
1: group and for those people who like numbers if it's a corporation they end up making greater profits if they have Mm -hmm. diverse leadership and diverse boards and diverse employment so absolutely I mean, there's numbers behind it too for yeah, you know, any skeptics yeah or any people who just love numbers
0: yeah i've just seen some of those numbers actually with um a great local group here they're called the new philanthropists and in, in here in austin texas and um they 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 show this just to nonprofit leaders to let them know that you know this is not just um you know virtuous thing to do or something <laughs> This is literally the best thing to do for any organization is to make sure that you have, you know, diversity in every respect. And it's it's stunning, especially. I mean, it, to me, it's a stunning that and and I haven't seen, I guess, corporate numbers, but I mean, even in the nonprofit space, it's just stunning how much of a challenge we still have. Um, uh, you know, how much farther we still have to go in diversifying. All of our workspaces, especially. So, um, you know, one of the things I said in general is, I was in a room with a bunch of leaders, and I said, you know, one of the issues is that people don't see themselves in these spaces because they're they're not. They don't see anybody like them in these spaces. <laughs> so why mm-hmm. would they why would they imagine themselves in these spaces or in these roles? And um, I, I find it to be like a, a very interesting cultural challenge where we don't just have to you know educate and encourage the people who have the power to put folks up up you know in these spots or bring them in to these spots but but also like how do we how do we bring in you know these these different ideas of where we all belong into our own beings into our individual beings and through our families through our friends through our networks of people who have traditionally been othered and and tokened tokenized right like how do we how do we how do we, I don't know, take some some opportunities um, with everyone to to help our communities feel included and welcomed everywhere? I think it's like there's so much work to do on, on, I guess, in in so many different spaces to make that a reality. Do you think it's
1: because we haven't always thought the tables were open? so that they can Mm -hmm. be expanded to include all these people. And I think even people who had like the greatest intent of doing good Mm -hmm. in this world also Mm -hmm. thought the tables were closed. And I think, as you pointed out, the pandemic really changed that kind of mindset, right? Where we'd started talking about, there's a place for everybody. But I think the pandemic kind of spurred that along where everybody's like, oh, there actually is a place
0: for everybody. (laughs) absolutely like we've been an accelerator in a lot of different ways um but you're absolutely right you're absolutely right everybody's and again that goes back to groupthink right of like Mm -hmm. oh well that's just the way it's always been done or that's the way we've always you know brought on new board members or that's the way we've always hired whatever I mean it Mm -hmm. takes a lot to disrupt the status quo and um and that's that's my thought is that you know we 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 even find people understanding now or starting to understand at least the impetus, the, the you know the, the urgency with which we, we need to address this issue. Um, it's really multi, multiple <laughs> faceted issue, but even with that, you know, like you said, people can have the best of intentions um, and still not know what to do. And I, 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 I kind of suspect that's where we are now, where, <laughs> where it's like people are seeing the light, um, but they don't know quite how to get there. And I don't know that there's lots of easy answers, really. Um, it's it's one of those it's one of those things where it's going to take a whole shift in in mindset, perspective, culture. You know, interactions, networking. Like everybody's going to have to do. Something to reinforce that this that things need to change in a substantial way, and and start doing things, you know, to show it it works.
1: You know, and I think that a lot of that makes me think about people not wanting to make change because they assume that mm. it'll go bad, or yep. it will. I'm too afraid to make the change, and not it's making a the change thing. is also a risk, right? Like, yeah. sorry, what if we all sat around and thought, hey? this change is going to be fantastic
0: mm. and hey
1: you know what the change doesn't have to be forever we can pivot
0: right like yes.
1: Yes. Yes. I think everybody lived in the space for a long time where if we were going to make a decision and we we're going to change a pattern of behavior like how it's always been that that had
0: to be a permanent choice and guess what it doesn't Absolutely. Right. And and maybe that's one of the tools that we could have in being, you know, the rainbow. <laughs> right. <laughs> because even in those conversations, specifically, people will get bogged down by the, the fear of what that's going to look like. And it's not that people are afraid of, you know, other people. I think from my observations, it, it seems that people are more afraid of of what they're going to discover about themselves in this um or maybe they're a little afraid of like you know just being kind of devalued in ways something to that effect um and so you're right we we need to we need to kind of identify and latch onto those tools where we're going to be able to encourage people to not be afraid but to be brave and to know that there there's always opportunities to you know change our minds to pivot Mm -hmm. to try something new and try something else after that you know that's something i've been telling my team lately of like you know we don't have to be perfect we can make mistakes but what we do have to do is be able to you know be honest with each other right Mm -hmm. like look at what's going on and learn from from when we try something new we need to learn from it and apply a different strategy right? And keep at it until we find one that works. And that is a way that you can really get to something, it's a positive change, right? Instead of getting stuck in fear and and just negative, negative thoughts.
1: And it's interesting to me that from what I've seen, I think people fall too quickly into negative thoughts. And so I'm wondering, mm-hmm. maybe choir diversity is you need a you need a person who is at rainbow at your table mm-hmm. or in your you know group mm-hmm. that's your advisors to help you because without yeah. the person who's like bringing the good viewpoints or the optimistic right. view of a situation do you mm-hmm. really have a full view of what's happening is being the rainbow part of the diversity
0: club part that we're not considering <laughs> I right? love it everyone needs an uplift advisor <laughs> <laughs> right and to so the other point of that too though I will say like it's so healthy again back to, to my original point of diversity like it really is so healthy to have all of it right mm-hmm. because I I know that I need positive people in my life and um, and I don't you know I don't I don't love neg- just negativity for negativity's sake uh, but there are people in the world who are incredibly skilled at uh, critique. And I say critique <laughs> intentionally <laughs> because critique is a positive thing, actually. Right. Mm-hmm. A positive um, skill set that is about looking for the weaknesses or looking for the counter arguments or looking for opportunities to vet new ideas and find where there may be weaknesses and 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 soft points right and um and and lend that to you so that way you can avoid those pitfalls or you can adjust for um those risks right and that's a wonderful thing i don't see that as negative but some people do and i just want to i want to you know expand that having kind of like an uplift advisor Yes, I love that as a part of diversity thinking. And um, maybe you need somebody who, you know, can balance in regards to at least uh, being being having that critique mindset and, and finding opportunities to make sure that we're safeguarded against all of the possible, you know, all the possible possible pitfalls <laughs> we might be able to see at this point in time. And that makes us stronger.
1: Right? It sounds so lawyerly, right? The, the mm-hmm. risk
0: assessment. But at the same time, I want assessment. to
1: say... The person offering critique for all those people out there who like this version of radical honesty that is not criticism right, right. actual good criticism is about making the individual the decision or the group stronger and better and to improve yeah. it is not just oh well i don't know that like the <laughs> pants is not appropriate for you period <laughs>
0: there's such a big difference between just like negativity for no reason and Mm -hmm. and critique like yeah that's the big distinguishing factor because if somebody's just bringing negative energy just for the sake of it um it's useless first of all and it's actually harmful and so you gotta be careful (laughs) when you're playing with fire basically
1: (laughs) right like I think uh, I want everybody to understand that actual
0: good criticism
1: comes from a place of trying to make things better (laughs) exactly Exactly.
0: but it's it's really tricky i will say that it's actually really tricky to know the difference and to Mm -hmm. know the person that it's coming from like i've i've experienced this where somebody was like oh you know yeah he's like a prickly person but we love keeping him on because he's always the one who like thinks of something that i wasn't thinking of and i'm a highly intelligent person this person always finds like that other thing and you know that's probably was was true that's probably you know i don't take that away from them but you know in that case anyways that person was also a terrible person <laughs> who was see, <laughs> not coming for a place good to exactly like that person wanted people to fail or would you know actively harm and sabotage and it's scary and so you know as much as i'm encouraging people to have that person you have to know that their critiques are coming from a place of love. Like you have to vet <laughs> right. that person and make mm-hmm. sure that that person is on your side and that person is on your team and that person only wants good for, for you and, and everyone involved because um, it's sometimes it's hard to tell. Yeah. yeah. And especially I think in groups where that person
1: has served that role for a very long period of time. Mm,
0: that part, yeah.
1: Right? Like, is it just how we've always done it? Or is it mm-hmm. the right person for the right job with the right critical views and ability to observe and identify risk and problems? Totally yeah. different
0: than somebody who's just like, yeah.
1: yeah, I don't like this, we haven't done this before, no
0: yeah 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 and i'm so excited because now i can see the difference like i have this new person that i'm working with who i'm just like oh my gosh this is what it looks like you know somebody with a (laughs) skill set somebody who has experience somebody who knows how to you know find the weaknesses in a system and and fix them or help you get to a stronger system but is like just full of you know wanting to help and wanting it to be better and wanting it to be good um, and wanting the best for everyone involved Um, and just really being able to feel that from the start I'm like oh my gosh when you know what to look for it is it's it's tremendous and so I would say you know don't let those little red flags go unnoticed when somebody even I mean this this is little but this is very practical advice for me anyways um when somebody is saying something that just like you know strikes a chord in you as offensive um whether it be to you or other people in the community that you know is unacceptable language that you know is you know just just highly inappropriate even if it's not directed to you but it's you know semi-directed to other people or behind other people's backs like Anything that makes you feel uncomfortable as a human being in those ways, um, well, those are warning signs. <laughs> <That's> what, <laughs> those are yes, what we call are. the little red flags. And, um, you know, as much as we want to give people the benefit of the doubt and, um, and rationalize, you know, maybe why somebody's doing this or that, uh, just know that you can have it all. There are people out there with this skill set, that have the ability to be um, to give really really helpful critique, and that are really good people or really good fits for your team, and and can align. Again, talking about alignment, right? Can really align with your mission or your you know your your goals, and so or or your culture or what have you, right? Can uh, can align with the with the rest of the group that you're building. So, um, always be vigilant. Still. And you, when
1: you were talking about how this person has provided this new way to, for you to mm-hmm. understand that there is like mm-hmm. a way to mm-hmm. deliver this information that involves a solution or whatever they're, they've identified, right? I think yep. that is so, It was at least for me, when I was, say, in my 20s, really hard to understand mm. if somebody was offering a solution or if they were just like,
0: criticizing uh, you
1: <laughs> like just yeah, putting you down me. yes that but also like sometimes it's just their experience and they uh, are the projection it on <laughs> it, you. yeah right classic projection think, yes our favorite and friend I think, I think that's really hard to identify when you are faced with somebody who is this kind of voice of criticism who has either served that role for a long time or you're supposed to be looking up to or in your mind you've put them up as the expert. Mm. Like, I think it's also a good mm. reminder that hey those experts can be wrong too because nobody's actually perfect
0: Yeah and and all a st- people yeah <laughs> <laughs> right, like, that's another thing yeah I, I mean we put people on pedestals so quickly especially when we're young or you know what mm. we think is relatively inexperienced or, we just don't trust ourselves yet. And I, yeah. I, I know that we've all struggled with that at different times in our lives. And we probably, you know, do now at, at this time in our life with certain things, because nobody's an expert in everything. And even when you are the expert, somebody new can come along with a fresh perspective and touch you right in right? your place. So, <laughs> and let's note that is all okay. And it's okay. That's, and that's why humility in my mind, at least and in, in my in my experience, is is so important because when you decide that it's okay to not know everything, you learn so much more. <laughs> so true. So true. And you know, yes. I think
1: having worked in politics, I noticed that the politicians who have mm. diverse voices around them mm-hmm. do so much better in the long run, right? Like they're not just playing mm. this short game because those that are surrounded by Kind of, like, sycophant, yes, people, <laughs> right? Like, mm-hmm. it is that mob mentality, and maybe that is the microcosm for us to see. Like, how oh, yeah, it's actually play out, right? But, like, you'll know Not well right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we've all seen the view, so we, we don't want to give any air to this name, but right? Like, big difference in how long term success. And I think that's how we should view success, right? It's not a right. it's not a day to day kind of thing. You can have little successes, but if we're talking like long term success, it is a it is a long game. It is not a let's blow it all up and there's my future because I have now, I don't know, managed to sell off all the pieces that I've exploded or whatever it might mm. be in your metric for success.
0: Well, I mean, even I mean, you know, going back to one of mine Alignment is one of mine and and just thinking about so many people that get into politics, it it worries me that they get wrapped up in what everyone else wants them to be, what everyone else yeah. wants them to say. And 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 you know, they literally it seems to me on from the outside anyways that they get rewarded. Um, and, and they actually get advanced quickly when they fall in line with whichever line, which with, with whichever party, with whichever, you know, agenda. But if you fall in line, it feels like you see people just, you know, making crazy strides, you know, sometimes to the national arenas, like very quickly um, because they're willing to do that. And I, and I mean, who, who am I to say that that's not who they are? Um, but I just worry that obviously there's an incentive for people to... Go a different route of who they are and and lose that alignment for themselves because they're they're working on somebody else's agenda. But I guess for having seen it from the inside, I often
1: view it not as they have themselves, but more as politics is never a one way kind of situation, and it is always compromise. Right? Like, mm-hmm. It is always
0: compromise. Yeah. Well, if you want to get anything done that would that place, yeah. Like <laughs> if you want to change some laws, there's good. Yeah, there's gotta be. Which is good. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the one thing I love about our our system. I mean, there's all kinds of things that I think could be improved. <laughs> but always, that's one thing always. Where you have to. You can't do it alone. There's no. There's no one person who's gonna make that decision. Generally, yeah. and so I mean, it's kind of a metaphor for life, right? It's like in every every social situation you find yourself in first off everything is is social almost and so Mm -hmm. it's like you have to you have to negotiate within the group you have to find a way to get where you want to be together because you know otherwise you're just alone and we we can't we're pretty much social animals we can't really (laughs) go that route right and the other thing i observed
1: is those politicians who i'm going to say play well with others or Mm we could phrase it as are the rainbow in a cloud of politicians. Mm-hmm. And up uh, in the long run usually doing better because they've learned how to how mm-hmm. kind of to treat people with like I don't know if it's necessarily respect, but it's like the ability to see the good in a person or see the good in a horrible mm-hmm. situation. Like people carry that with the them. humanity. People, yeah. 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 People can show people
0: humanity. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to be there for you in one way or another, even if it means, you know, maybe they're not your biggest cheerleader, but they are not going to be your biggest enemy either.
1: Right. <laughs> they're not great. going to assume
0: what you're saying is just
1: like hogwash because of some letter behind yes. your name. They might be like, exactly. hey, I'm going to listen to this person because they helped me out in this situation.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that's, you know, that's human relationships. That's that's exactly how it goes all the time. And And so that's another way that you can be, you know, a rainbow in your, in wherever you are in the world for whatever social group you're with. I mean, literally just showing people by example, that this is how you see humanity in others. This is Mm -hmm. how you treat people. I mean, you know, I mean, just (laughs) literally treating people with, you know, decent, just, you know, baseline, you know, humanity, that's, that's, that's the thing now that we have to strive for. So, I mean, it feels kind of ridiculous, right? Like, I know it. I know, you know it. It
1: really does. Like, but it's real. It is real. This is an inappropriate language, but I'm going to be quoting somebody who, during the Me Too movement, it's a man. And he was like, I don't understand how hard it is for these other, mostly men to just treat other people with basic dignity and respect. Because he's like, this is the rule. And I quote, don't be an asshole. And I kind <laughs> exactly. of think that like, applies to everything, right? Like, you know, just be a decent human being. Why yeah. is like now our standard? But I think it's because either we lost it or we forgot about it, or we decided being a decent human being made you weak. And so it wasn't like some alpha, overworked kind of characteristic, right? Because I think maybe it was stemming from the 80s. I don't really know that, but it felt like it. But (laughs) that's when they decided that the metrics of success were just, I'm going to be an alpha person, and I'm going to destroy everything in my sights, and I'm only going to be surrounded with other alpha people who I will always view as below me. And I think that kind of sums up most 80s movies. <laughs> Pretty much. Right? Like, right.
0: But I mean, and how has that gone for us? You know, I... yeah. <laughs> I just, I just find it to be unfortunate. And, you know, maybe my, my rainbow is somebody else's cloud. I don't know. But at <laughs> the end of the day, I only want to be, you know, I just, I just want to be in a world where, where people, you know, want to have sharing the same rainbows, like, you know, and so it's interesting. Um, I would, I would, I would probably guess that a lot of, you know, times when people choose the other, the other way the dark side of it all um you know they got a lot of stuff going on inside that needs to be addressed that's that's my that's my general working theory and um and again if we um find ourselves in a position in any situation where we're able to you know be that rainbow help lift somebody up give them an encouraging word or what have you um, I love being intentional about that and, and choosing that and always working towards that because you know, if you need, if you need the attention at some point in time, wouldn't it be nice to already have that just that, that, that social norm of this is what right. you do when somebody needs you? And then you don't right. even have to necessarily, because I know that I do, and I'm sure so many other people do have a hard time asking. Right. It's hard. Oh my to, God. Uh, yeah. oh my God. <laughs> yes. It's so hard to be like, let me say out loud what I really need from somebody else. That's that's so difficult. And I still don't even know, you know, where to start. I think that we've all found these different societal like cues that we use um to be like hey I really need to I don't know we we find ways to say it right like I really need a friend right now maybe or something like that or um I'm really not feeling like it but I mean there's so many unhealthy things that we do too where we're you know which I think are far more common unfortunately of just like (laughs) you know isolating yourself or pushing other people away right mm-hmm. like starting a fight because you want to talk about something oh that's my favorite oh my gosh it's uh, not something i it's not something that i struggle with and i do all the time it's just my favorite in terms of like when i see other people do it i think it's so sad i'm just like oh like we could just talk about it <laughs> we don't have to fight but that's the most <laughs> unfortunate one i shouldn't say it's my favorite it's it's i say that because it's the most unfortunate one where i'm like wow you're you know You're actively trying to do this negative thing and this toxic thing because you just want to talk to somebody, you know, and, and it's just at the bottom of that, that's what it really is. And so, um, you know, that's, that's another way to be a rainbow really is to kind of see people for, for what they're really needing. And, and sometimes Mm -hmm. being able to ask out loud is, is great, um sometimes you don't know what people need you just know that they're struggling right you can tell something's going on but you don't exactly know what and and one skill that we might be able to share is to 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 verbalize some of it and show people that you can talk about things out loud like maybe say you know what are you longing for in this conversation what are you really hoping you know to to get from this conversation are you looking for someone to listen to you are you looking for someone to help you problem solve are you looking for somebody to you know, critique you, you know, because you could be in every different place Mm -hmm. and every different conversation. And I think the interesting thing about all our human interactions is a lot of times the bad ones are really just like miscommunications in a way, right? Like where people just kind of read the signals wrong. Yeah. And and then it ends up really poorly.
1: (laughs) And yeah, this reminds me of something we've talked about before, which is like answering the question, how are you with, oh, I'm fine even when you're not, right? Like, I think that also does the same kind of disservice of not expressing what you need because there could be a rainbow just saying they're waiting to help you. But if you're not saying anything and they're unable unable to elicit from you, we're not moving forward. And it's okay on both sides. How do you get that person to say more than I'm fine? And how are you as a person whose answers I'm fine when you're not, more comfortable in saying a little more, right? Like, right, right,
0: yes. And it's yes. a vulnerability issue, right? Like, yes. are you comfortable
1: yes. being vulnerable, but are you being comfortable being vulnerable for yourself or are you comfortable being vulnerable in front of other people or some sort of mixture of both?
0: Yes, yes. I've, I find myself asking people lately, like, how are you feeling? Because, well, first of all, you know, we're all struggling with a lot of just, long-term illness, literally. Right. <laughs> and so you kind of need to check in with people just to make sure they're feeling healthy and well yeah. every day. Um, but also, you know, sometimes it lends into like, people will talk about, you know, their work or they're feeling really tired or something like that. and And just talking about feelings is, is, is a rainbow situation, right? Like just leading people into the, into a place of vulnerability, into, into a safe, you know, kind of circle of like, it's okay to talk about your feelings right now, right? I, I I know it's a little thing, but it's it's helped me at least instead of asking, How are you? Um, which I don't know how, but it's just turned into like this very <laughs> like, it you means know. nothing. It means nothing. It's a nothing statement. It's just so strange. Like I've literally been in conversations where people ask me, How are you? several times in a row because they like almost forgot that they've already asked me that because it was so meaningless. Uh It was completely meaningless. Like it was just, Mm -hmm. you know, a frivolous exchange of, of pleasantries and it's not that pleasant even. So it's, I don't even want to call it that, (laughs) (laughs) but if you really have a genuine, you know, sense of you care to know how someone else really is doing and how they really are feeling or, you know, what they're struggling with or what, what joys going on in their life right now what's bringing them joy i mean if you come to a place where you really can find a way to show that you care and to to listen right and and to react and to engage people i mean just that just that is humanity right there it's it's beautiful it's something you can do right now every day anytime you talk to someone this all so reminds
1: me of an article i read about grocery stores in nordic countries some of them are mm. opening checkout lines that are conversation lines because us oh, wow. people are not open to like, if we're going through a checkout line, there's probably hi, mm-hmm. but there's no how are you because I that's like too food. much. <laughs> it's either too much, but we also don't want to like make it how it is in the United States where it no longer means anything. Right. Oh, don't okay. Right. Like it's showing respect for the other person by not making it socially awkward in a Nordic person's mind. Hmm. So in contrast to that, they have these new checkout lines where you can have a conversation and it could take a person an hour to get through the checkout line. And that's what everybody's warning everybody about, because they exist to allow that customer the opportunity to just talk about whatever they want to talk about. And apparently it's I love be this! Oh my god, like, this is you know,
0: so amazing. I think
1: about elderly people who live Yeah, I just think about my grandma. Yes. Yeah, my grandma will sit
0: there. And she will, she will have a conversation with you today. <laughs> I love it.
1: See, isn't that an interesting idea? I, like, I can see everybody, yes. people in Texas, just getting frustrated. But I think there should just oh, be yeah. great signage that says, "Look, this is right. a conversation line. It could take five minutes. It could take an hour. It's going to take whatever it takes." you want to have a conversation here's your place to do it and it's just it's like an interesting way of like having all of this like gentle mental health moment right I Where, in
0: love with it yes we need to think about yeah. like how to do this everywhere it's so smart so genius I'm
1: so fascinated by it. like even if you're having a bad day it might feel really good to just walk up to somebody who you don't otherwise know and like share this information and if that person has mm-hmm. like basic conversation skills or humanity or some basic mental health training they know like how to hopefully move some move some terminology or some viewpoints to shed something that is positive and helpful in that conversation but how amazing would Uh, it be to have this place where you could just like go and have a safe conversation and you know and from a practical standpoint you're also getting your shopping done
0: yes 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 and oh my gosh and why can't we just have that in all the places and I you know right. I think the sad the sad part for me when I'm reflecting on this is um first off I've had like 15 ideas as you were speaking about it of how we can incorporate <laughs> this in other places I'll have to sort that out later yes please, um, at least but, <laughs> but the other part that's sad is like I wonder if this is like Something that was already built in, and we killed it, and now we have to try to find a way to bring it back because you know, like, I don't know, I'm probably you know making up something that didn't really exist, but. In my mind, there was a time when people are like going to the butcher shop and they know the butcher and then they talk to the butcher and then they go to yeah. like the flower shop and then they have a little conversation with that person. And then, you know, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, maybe this is something that it happens in small towns or like in the past or maybe it just happens in the movies. I don't know. But um, if it did exist or even if it didn't exist, who's to say that we shouldn't have it now? Right. And exactly. so <laughs> I think it's obviously... Um, it's it's something that people would would benefit from and um and it's and it's clearly something that is missing um in our society, right? Like even, yeah. even when you go into, for example, like a coffee shop, um, you know, there's so many people in there and nobody talks to one another. It's so amazing. (laughs) It's kind of interesting to me because, you know, just kind of as a like, I can't imagine what social scientists think of this. We should read some, some articles or something, but you know, like you literally, as a fundraiser, make spaces for people to interact and you try to like think about all these ways that like oh this is where people will gather and this is where people will have like small conversations or this is where people can have one-on-one conversations or this is where we can gather everyone and they'll pay attention to the person on the stage you know like these are all like social science-y type of things that we're trying to like maneuver and what's interesting about what you just said to me what really stands out is that we are designing social interaction we are there's no doubt about it we just don't like what who are we designing for and what are we designing for and when I think about the supermarket I'm personally extremely frustrated with the fact that they are cutting people out entirely and I it's one of those things I'm one of those people who is like I'm upset about it i don't appreciate it i don't like to interact with i don't like to check myself out um because i don't and um i'd rather talk to a person, even if it's the fact of the matter that like, I don't know the code for the vegetables, but you do. So it makes sense yeah. to me that you would be there, right? Um, yeah. and, I, and I just like interacting with people, I guess. And I just, I just find it so strange. And, and I shouldn't be surprised whatsoever. I mean, capitalism just keeps surprising me every day. But you know, it's just becoming more and more and more and more isolated. That's what I'm noticing. Everything is about you're on your own do it yourself. Don't talk to anybody. Don't talk to each other. Um, Talk to the screen, talk to the computer, type it in. (laughs) You know, it's just sad. I find it very sad as a very obvious extrovert. (laughs) And so I love the opposite of that. I love what they're doing at this grocery store. And yeah, I really wish that we would find ways and I'm already trying to find ways and, and other things on how to make it make it make it easy for people to find other people to talk to because the way that we've designed a lot of our cities a lot of our communities a lot of our you know places of of commerce all of our the places that we commonly frequent we're 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 really designing for the opposite it feels like to me anyways you know it's interesting that you say all these things because i'm thinking about like
1: general nordic culture otherwise Mm -hmm. You know, they all rank at the top for happiness Mm -hmm. every year. But they're also, you know, a culture where you don't have small talk, right? Like Mm -hmm. you actually have conversations. That's right. Or you don't have anything. And if you're too, there's (laughs) these great memes of people waiting for the bus in Sweden. And they're all, let's say a couple meters apart. Or if -hmm. they each stood with their arms out perpendicular to the ground. Their fingertips would mm-hmm. not touch. That's how far away they're standing from each other. And that's normally. Like. <laughs> Social distancing was nothing to them. Because they're like, we're good. It was like, got it. It was like <laughs> not only do we keep six feet apart, we're going to keep 12 feet apart. Because that's we where we're you. comfortable. Right? Like, <laughs> and you don't really greet strangers on the street. Right. But this is also a group of people who realize that, you know, you need to check out, that has that right. soft touch
0: where you can't mm-hmm. have the conversations yeah so it, that is that, really intriguing that is so interesting but, but it, I think it gets have, to what you said like they haven't
1: mm-hmm. they all know that people build these structures on their own and they mm-hmm. want people to have a space to do that but that out
0: and so people yeah. have
1: been able to build those structures and this provides and it, an outlet for it
0: and maybe it's an answer to some of the isolation that's been yeah. again accelerated it's the acceleration you know of covid not that it wasn't already there it's it's been there it's been building it's it's been you know i know that there's like people who've had culture shock coming to the united states and being like oh my god like what is going on why do you all live in a box and never talk to one another like i know that that's a thing but just like everything else COVID has accelerated it to the point of like, it's so obvious and it's like so much and it's so intense that we have to do something, you know, to, to kind of balance it and, and to try to um, try to counter it. And so that is very interesting. And I love, I mean, it's, it's just interesting all the way together. It's, It's such a different culture, but I love the idea that like people can feel, feel sufficiently connected to the community and at the same time feel sufficiently connected to themselves that they can be alone in their thought and not have to engage in small talk and I think one of the issues are I guess for me one of the the issues with um small talk generally and the way that our culture is in the United States um I, I don't see anything wrong with it I'm not advocating for getting rid of it or anything like that but um, I could see this 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 theory that you know all the small talk and all the short term kind of shallow relationships that build from that are not enough right yeah yeah, and so you know it, it's fine if you have other deep meaningful relationships that that fulfill that part of your 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 social need um, but not everybody does, and now they're taking away the small talk too, so <laughs> it's just like what are you gonna be left with you know and that's and i think you know it's 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 evident that we have this mental health crisis um that has always been there and again has been accelerated by covid and um and and it's 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 you know it's 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 a big thread and it's a big challenge and any way that we can find to have meaningful connections whether they be short or long, or you know, a lifetime of connection. Um, I feel a duty actually to to really work on, towards those things because if we don't, I mean, we're really we're really hurting a lot of people, and, and you know, ourselves included, obviously. So we, um, again, we have to choose the design that makes sense for our humanity. Seeing humanity yeah. in that in that way now, yes.
1: And however it works for you, like I don't want to discount
0: people who build
1: great relationships with the people that they play some sort of you know whatever those games are called where they're like mm.
0: you know the talking to each games, other yeah. yes
1: as somebody mm-hmm. who's not a gay word unable to you know use the vocabulary <laughs> like I won't discount the fact that they can build very close relationships and friendships during that time So, I think it is exactly what you said. It has to be on the terms that work for you. Mm -hmm. But I like, I really love this cute idea of there are places where you could go, and whether it's, say, the coffee shop or the grocery store, where there's like this safe place where people can go and just have conversations.
0: I love it. I love it. I mean, like, I mean, some some people like to chat. That's all. Right?
1: Like, (laughs) imagine (laughs) if Starbucks just had like a chief talker at every location uh, and they sat in a corner and you could just go it talk feels to them. so
0: warm it feels so oh I just love it I don't I don't know why I'm so you know drawn to this I think it might be because I just know there's so many people who are so lonely frankly right? I and, mean I think I think that's where it's coming from where I'm just like they need this
1: <laughs> and I love it because it's like it takes the pressure off right because yeah. you know exactly what you're gonna get yeah. and if yeah. that's what you need yeah. at that moment it's there for you
0: Yeah. And that's the, I mean, that's the part where people hate small talk because you're just like, oh, what am I going to say? Like some people get so anxious. (laughs) I know people who are socially anxious. So I get it. Where it's like, you don't know what this is going to be. You don't know what these people are going to say. You don't know where it's going to go. You don't know if you're going to say the right thing. Right. Um, But I love that. Like just being intentional and setting a space and a time for it and, um, and, and inviting people into it. Right. As opposed to Uh, Am I intruding on this person's space and time? Do they really want to talk to me? Do they not? Like, it's a risk, right? Like, I mean, can you imagine, like, just being the person? Like, I know people who can go on like the bus and just strike up a conversation with somebody, right? And then I know people who, like, that's their worst nightmare is that somebody will come to them and start talking to them. (laughs) So, I love the idea of just like, if this is for you, it's here for you, and if you wanna, you know, if you wanna go to the self checkout and you don't wanna interact with another human being. That's for you, too. Like, that's there for you. I, I love the idea of just, again, being inclusive in a way where we're thinking about all the different types of people and what, you know, yeah. maybe there are different rainbows for different people. That and, yeah, you know, different days require different rainbows, right? Like, that some too. days,
1: yeah. I might need a double <laughs> rainbow. Some days, I might just need a really faint rainbow. Yeah. but It, it all reminds me of how, like, this is, it sounds rather idealistic, but it is actually <laughs> what happened. So my grandparents in Sweden lived in this small town that was say 10,000 people. They lived in an apartment building that was a few blocks from the town square. And literally I remember my grandfa- walking with my grandfather to the town square and he would just park himself on a park bench and then eventually you know, his friends would come by and they would have a chat mm. and it was as though sitting on that park mm. bench made it open and clear that he was available for conversation. Whereas mm. perhaps everybody respected everybody's home lives and so there were like this, you know, invisible boundaries where when you went to sit on the park Uh, bench in the town square, then you were open to
0: conversation. Oh my gosh, I just had another, I had a very specific idea from that where we should just be a talking bench in every park. Like put a talking bench in there put a sign on there that, talk, you know, explains that this is the talking bench. This is for if you mm-hmm. want someone to come sit with you and have a talk with you, this is what it looks like. And basically don't sit here unless you're ready to talk to people. I love that. <laughs> right? Like, it's you
1: know, so we cute. talk about signaling, but what if signaling could actually be good?
0: Like, what if yeah. there was a positive way to signal things? Positive, open, intentional communication? I'm all for it. 100%. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and it's, it's 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 you know, we're in this weird world. I mean, one of the things that worries me the most is like you talked about gamers and mm-hmm. I started thinking about all the people who, you know, from the start of the internet have been talking with with mm-hmm. people from all over the world on the internet right like the chat the what was it? chat rooms or something mm-hmm. like there were rooms I don't even know I wasn't part of that but <laughs> there were chat rooms and now there's you know obviously social media there's a messaging boards. there's reddit there's all kinds of places where you can interact with with strangers um but there are also still people in our society who don't do any of that at all yeah um, and they will never do that. And that's okay. No. And and there are also people who, you know, the internet is a very scary place. And it can be um, a place that doesn't feel welcoming, right? Or maybe they haven't found any space on the internet where they feel welcome. And so, um, or maybe they're just people who like, again, to, to be talking to someone in person. And so yeah. Um, I, yeah, I really love the thought of like, can we challenge ourselves to to include everyone can we challenge ourselves to like you know uplift everyone in society like for all the different ways and and i am not by far any expert but that's again why you need all the diversity right
1: (laughs) right and i think i think that's what's so beautiful about uplift is that we're not experts but we kind of like see these things in society and see these things in people that we know hey, these are the right puzzle pieces to fit together. How do we get them to fit together? And, you know, maybe the challenge for today is, hey, think of ways where you could have that talking bench. Not, you don't have to operate it, but what if it was a suggestion in your office space or your apartment or your community or your neighborhood? Mm. Or if you're, you know, somebody who interacts with government in your local park, or if you own a business, maybe you have a talking checkout, like, Mm -hmm.
0: I love or if it, you yes. own a
1: coffee shop, you know, have a talking corner and have a cheap talking officer who like to sit and just talks to people. I love it so much. I want everyone <laughs> to do it.
0: <laughs> and if you don't see yourself as this person, maybe you challenge yourself to see yourself. You know, on a board. You know, I'm yeah. on the board of um a, a local park here in Austin, and. that's only real because somebody asked me to be on it I didn't think of it it wasn't my idea and so (laughs) I find that funny because now I love it and I'm just about you know all the ways that I can um contribute there and um and if I can you can especially if it's a space that you care about look into Mm -hmm. whether or not they have a board or a community advisory you know board or committee or Um, you know, even, you know, they're always trying to get me to go to the, um, what's it called PTA, (laughs) which I might very well well soon. (laughs) So there's, there's all kinds of opportunities in, in community to give your input and, um, to make a real difference for people. So, um, give that a go. And, um, if you never thought about yourself in that, in that regard, um, maybe, maybe just challenge yourself or just try it and see what happens. Again, it yeah. doesn't have to be permanent. You can always change your mind.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. And when, if you're in the need of a rainbow or you know somebody's in need of a rainbow, hey, open yourself up to the idea that you have something great to share and you can be somebody's rainbow and make yourself vulnerable if you need one so that people know that they can either offer guidance or assistance or just listen to you, whatever you might need. But, you know, Absolutely. let's vocalize it, right? Whether it's on your in the grocery store checkout line or you're just being a little more vulnerable with the people in your circle
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah we can be that rainbow I love it I'm going to have to see rainbows all day now me <laughs> too yeah. I think it's going to be fantastic it absolutely will and thank you this was fantastic I needed oh, well. it and I appreciate I hope, all of you
1: <laughs> I appreciate all y'all as well and I hope everybody finds their rainbow or receives their rainbow today
0: All right. Take care, everyone. Till next time.